Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I know what you are. Welcome to Where You Been Loca, episode 19. I'm Marissa. I'm Kayla. And I'm Ariana. And today we're covering chapter 19 of New Moon Race. Before we begin, where the hell have you been and what the hell are you drinking, Loca? I am drinking water. Mm-hmm. And I have been tailgating at the Taylor Swift concert. <laughs> <laughs> and I got a ticket, reasonably priced. The show was phenomenal. So amazing. She is an absolute star. Um, I went backstage. <laughs> we are besties now. Partied all night. You're going on tour with her. No, 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 no. That's not really my vibe. That's like too much. I only needed to see her the one time. Um, okay. But I will be invited to her mansion parties going forward to like hang out with her cats and stuff. Great. Cool. Yeah, I had a great weekend. Love that. Hmm? Ariana, how about you? <laughs> um, I'm also drinking water. I actually have two, three things I didn't share last time that aren't really as exciting as exciting. being best friends with Taylor. Yes. Yeah, that's okay. okay. Um, this is just to show how my body has been aching lately. So the other day I woke up very stiff neck, could not turn my head this way, and then I had to drive two hours to North Jersey, so that was not Fun trying to look, <laughs> trying to check lanes. your mirrors. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then two. Don't ask how this happened. I'm going to. I um hit my back on the bathtub spout. Okay, and, and I have like cuts and a bruise on my back. How the fuck did you do that? <laughs> I was just trying to rinse my back off, and I like stood up and like. <laughs> Like my back. Just use the shower. Yeah. So sometimes, like I think I already took a shower. So I was like, I don't want to just like take a full shower. No, but like just just get your back back. in it. (laughs) Haven't you ever taken a body shower without getting your hair wet? Like, Um, imagining you just like squished up under the like tub faucet. 
just trying to like wiggle like a bear. <laughs> well, like, <laughs> do you have a bruise? Yeah. Well, it's like I have like scratch. I'll I'll quickly bring. Oh, there's a little scratch there. Where oh, I see is. the yeah. I see the scratch. Oh, I don't see a bruise unless it's lower. Oh. And then the other day I was throwing a tennis ball for Kalua, and she got really excited, and I went to pick it up, and her head just smacked my face, oh. and like my cheek is like. I thought bruised. I was going to have a big bruise and thankfully it didn't bruise because that would have been interesting to try and explain <laughs> at work why yeah. I have a giant bruise yeah, on my face. no one's going to believe you. Everyone's <laughs> no going to be worried be... about you. Like, oh my God, <laughs> yeah. Like, but yeah, my cheek like aches, like eating is like, oh my God, hurts. So, Damn. Like, my body's just been no aching lately. No wonder you have of the candy tonight. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a shock actually. <laughs> well, you guys ran out of jelly beans. Oh, sorry. <laughs> we'll make sure our coffers are full next time you come over. But yeah, that's that's it. I just my body's been a little achy lately. Mm. All right. Well, <laughs> I also went to Taylor Swift and I actually got him for free and um it was amazing. <laughs> and I worked this whole weekend. I went to the dentist and my dental hygienist and I are besties. So like we had so much fun catching up while her fingers were in my mouth. Had a great visit. Had no cavities. My gums look amazing. Everything's great. I went to Taylor Swift for free and it was amazing. And work was super easy and we made all of our goals. And I had a wonderful time the whole weekend. And my eight-day stretch wasn't a pain. And then I'll be going to a wedding. Oh, my God. You got a lot going on. I do have a lot going on. I got a on. wedding coming up. My friend Mora and Kevin are getting married on the 19th, so I'll be doing that. Oh. Yeah, I'll have to squeeze in a nail appointment at some point this John's coming week. getting married on the 21st. Amazing. Look at that. Are you a bridesmaid? Does yeah. she have any bridesmaids? What does your dress look like? Navy blue. It's, it's called a sweetheart. The yeah. Little sweetheart, and it has like one little strap. So. Nice flowers on it cute long yeah love that anyway i'm excited to like see pictures of that mm-hmm. um, i mean all of us are in like different dresses cute it's all like navy and purple i think is the color that's nice like i think that those are her and john's like favorite colors or whatever would you like to recap us Mm-hmm. so five minutes ago oh and i'm drinking water <laughs> Go <to the> water <laughs> So last episode, Jacob stopped by to explain that he could no longer protect her, as in Bella, on her land because it is Cullen territory and he would be breaking the treaty as long as they're in town. Things were getting a little intimate between the two before a mystery caller broke up the fun. Alice had a vision of Edward in danger and Bella was determined to save him. Nice. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Summarize us. Does she save him? We don't know. We still don't know. Oh, shit. I actually don't even know how this chapter ends. So, <laughs> Alice and Bella board a flight to Italy. Bella becomes increasingly anxious as Alice explains more about the Volturi and who they are while also keeping tabs on Edward. They finally land in Italy, steal a Porsche, and set out to Volterra to stop Edward from stepping into the sun. This sounds like a very dreamy story. Yeah, it does. Like we happens. flew off to Italy and stole a Porsche and... Stopped him from I mean, stepping this, into the, the day. This whole chapter, they're on a plane or in a Porsche, and that's all that happens. Yeah. Cool. So they're just chit-chatting. That's this chapter. Yeah. 
Yeah. My section literally goes from one plane to the next plane. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. Why was it necessary to have like a, a layover? Because, like, cared? because there is not a direct flight from Seattle to Italy. You oh, have so to have a layover. She researched yeah. And I that. do know that because I Googled it myself because I was like, how long is the flight from Seattle to Rome? Like I just wanted to see like yeah. whatever. And it's like – Including a, an average four-hour layover, it's a 16-hour and 11-minute trip. Oh. Okay. That's not terrible. I mean, I've been on – I mean, it's pretty bad, but I've been on 16-hour flights before. I never have. My longest – To China. Was, like, nine, eight. Mm-hmm. All the same, like, Ireland and Rome. It was like eight and a half hours. I'm 16, yeah. Crazy. From China to America. Wild. Yeah, that's a long time. Eight is more than my max. (laughs) Five is my max. Like, I don't even want to do five to go to California. Too much. (laughs) I just, like, I love flying. I think it's fun. Three is my, like, comfortable flight. But then, like, after, like I enjoy flying, but, like, I don't like being cramped up in a stupid seat for five hours and then eight hours. And, like, I just want to be at my mm-hmm. destination. It's kind of creepy. tired of listening to my podcast. I'm tired of watching a stupid movie. I'm tired of listening to music. I don't want to read my book anymore. Yeah. Tired of being courteous <laughs> to the people next to you. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of creepy when you're in a long flight because people start getting, like, restless. So you see people, like, pacing back and forth. Mm-hmm. And you're like, please sit down. You're making me anxious. <laughs> Mm. They're just pacing and people just start to get restless. I remember on the on the on that flight too. I was in the middle seat between like two fucking strangers, so I was like, "This is just awkward." Yeah, <laughs> yeah that sucks. Yeah, but damn. Anyway. But okay, we can crack into it now. Awesome. Bella and Alice just barely make their flight, and Bella's anxiety is skyrocketing as the flight crew leisurely prepares for takeoff. Alice reminds Bella this is faster than running and like, yes, it is because you would actually have to swim across the ocean because Pangea. (laughs) So, yeah, it it would be faster than running because you literally cannot run there at all. Um, And as we mentioned prior, it is a 16-hour trip from Seattle to Italy, including a four-hour average layover. 16 hours is still a long time, though. I mean, I'm sure Edward... Feeling out his options, but well, also, I I mean, correct me if I'm wrong because I haven't read any of these chapters, mm-hmm. but we don't know where Edward is to start, right? I don't so think then so. Then, no, he's not necessarily in, in Italy, Italy already. So he also well, has she, to get there. Yeah, when she starts having her, while she's in the plane, she's like trying to zone in well yeah 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 Edward, and she can see like i yeah i know i know all that but i know yeah, he's yeah. like now like getting there and all that but like right now yeah all she knows is that he's going to the Volturi. yeah but we don't know from where from how where. long it's gonna take him to get there yeah he might not be that far ahead of you right like it's okay yeah finally the plane takes off and alice immediately picks up the seat back telephone which is nearly obsolete in 2004, but not for this plot, baby. Not for this plot. Um, I mean, it's like 2006 now at this point for this book. But anyway, the flight attendant is like, why are you picking the phone up? Nobody uses those. What are you doing? 
I, I think I've even seen one of those. Thing. Yeah, I've never <laughs> seen that. I had to Google if it was real, honestly, because I have never seen that either. But it is real. And they, they you know what? It's sad, actually. There were seat ba- – so it was first class, every seat had one in, like, economy. It was one phone for each row of three. But um, that's how a lot of people on 9-11 made their calls to yeah. to their fi- like families from those planes because obviously like their ce- like cell phones weren't like yeah I did always wonder like how they had recordings so that I was like were they just yeah. low I just kind of always assumed they were low enough because you know how, like sometimes if you don't actually put your phone on airplane mode yeah if and you're you low start enough, like you descending like, get, like yeah. you start getting all your shit and you're yeah. like <laughs> I'm still in the sky yeah. <laughs> Yes, I do. No, they were using the seat back. And plus, I imagine, like, once they started to get low, you know, if anyone's sending texts, like, there are lots of texts and stuff well, and, like, yeah. emails. Like, once they got low enough, those things were sending, sending off. But, yeah. Um, but yeah, they were using the seat back phones. So. A seat back phone just sounds like something that would be in, like, pulling a blink in Rocky's 70s style. Airplane? Yes. Plane. I mean, yeah. it was big. The reason they did it anyway, it was big for businessmen. And they're, you know, when they're smoking cigarettes and picking up the phone and doing business on the in the sky. Uh-huh. Hey, how do you like that? I'm just, you know, I'm on the plane from New York right now. Okay. Yep. The ZPAC phones actually look like remotes, though. Like TV remotes. They're, like, so funny looking. <laughs> but anyway. Maybe we can post one on our Instagram. Yeah, we should. Um, so Alice uses the phone to call Jasper and Bella eavesdrops as best as she can until the call ends and she gets Alice to give a play-by-play of the conversation. So here are the main points. Alice told Jasper to stop Emmett and Rosalie, who are apparently planning to also come to Italy and stop Edward. I don't know actually if Rosalie was like trying to come, but it sort of seemed like that in the way they were talking about it. But definitely Emmett and Jasper were trying to make their way Mm -hmm. she tells him no for two reasons the first is that they can't sneak up on him and the second because the second that he hears them coming he will act faster ensuring death like there is no doubt about it Mm -hmm. the second reason is that when the Volturi kill Edward Emmett Jasper Rosalie and Alice will all die fighting the Volturi because they just simply will not be able to help themselves like they will just react emotionally and and die because they'll they'll fight them. Yeah. She's not wrong. She is not wrong. Alice explains that Edward would not believe for a second that Bella was alive by hearing it in Alice's or anyone else's thoughts because it is indeed possible to lie inside your own mind. Hmm, never knew. And even if Bella were dead and Alice were still trying to stop him, she was like I absolutely would be thinking as hard as I can, she's alive, she's alive, she's alive, she's alive. And Edward knows this, so it just, it wouldn't work. Yeah. Finally, Alice promised Jasper that she would get out before they killed her, though it is not something she can guarantee by a long shot. Bella then asks the question that she's asked several times as if she hasn't heard the answer before. Who are the Volturi? Who even are they? What are these guys about? Who are they? Didn't she get a rundown from Carlisle or Edward or uh-huh. somebody? She did. Yeah. So before Alice answers, she stares, she like catches the glance over Bella's shoulder of this man, this businessman across the aisle from Bella, who is 
eavesdropping. He is blatantly staring, eavesdropping, listening to this conversation. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it would be too. Yeah, I then I literally go, could you imagine being on an airplane and hearing that conversation? My first thought would be mafia. <laughs> I would be like, who are these bitches? What are you guys doing? Who is Edward? What did he do wrong? Give me the fucking tea. I am thirsty. And she and Bella stare at this man and he is like, okay, headphones on, laptop open, Googling Volturi. <laughs> I wonder what would come up if nothing. You tried to Google it. It probably would just be like, do you mean Volterra, Volterra? the city of like whatever? Yeah. And he would be like, okay, mafia, Italy. Like 100%. So once the nosy man puts on headphones and opens his laptop, Alice places her icy lips to Bella's ear and continues their conversation in whispers. Alice admits that she was surprised that she didn't have to explain to Bella what it meant when she cryptically said Edward was going to Italy. And Bella says he did tell her the Volturi were a very powerful family akin to royalty, a family that you didn't antagonize unless you wanted to die. But basically, like, that's it. Mm -hmm. And I also think that's not true. Because when he's showing her Carlisle's study in the paintings, doesn't he give a whole extra spiel about who the Volturi are and says, there's Arrow, Marcus, and Caius, and they do, like, they're the ruling body of us, like, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> yeah, but I think that kind of falls in line with, like, a powerful family, like, royalty. He does say, like, they're the closest thing we like, have our kind to have to royalty. Yeah. Like, they've mm-hmm. lived in control for like 3,000 years or whatever it is. I don't think he says much more than that. Right. Other than the like comment when they're watching Romeo and Juliet and he's like, this you is know, how you would die. Yeah. yeah well, I'd he does I'd have to just piss them off and like they would take care of it for me. Right. Kind of thing. Mm. Well, we learn Alice divulges that the Volturi were originally comprised of just Arrow, Marcus and Caius, but have since, they have since been joined by two females. Carla. Yeah, Lara, or whatever her name is. Megan? Megan? <laughs> <laughs> Carlisle's <laughs> family is the largest in existence that Alice is aware of, aside from the Volturi. And she's like, we are really special. The Cullens were special, special, special. It's It's very abnormal for so many vampires to live together in peace. So... We are special because the bonds that we have formed are formed by love and not survival or convenience. She's like, Carlisle thinks that's the case because we are not bloodthirsty in the same way because we hunt animals. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And she's like, and you know, the Volturi are maybe bonded by the fact that they all, most of them have gifts or they have, you know, they've been together 3,000 years. So like there is a level of like control there. Or maybe it's just uh, the power. I, yeah, I would I argue can't that it's imagine, the power. Yeah, probably the power. But I can't imagine, like, just living with the same people for 3,000 years. Like, there's got to be, like... Especially the way they of, live. A lot of yeah. ups and a lot of downs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. To that you could t- imagine downs could be, like, centuries. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So she's like, th- you know, she's like, that's where we differ. And she's like, okay. And Bella's like, all right, well... There's only five of them. You just said so yourself. And she, Alice is like, no, the Volturi have five in in who they consider their family. Arrow and Marcus are both gifted. However, they employ a guard 
nine of which are permanent and the others which are a bit more expendable, but every single one of them were hand-selected for their gifts, physical or otherwise. So she's like, yeah, there's only five in their immediate tight inner circle, but there is at least, she goes, there's definitely nine more, at least however many like additional, depending on who's working for them the best at the moment. But also not that they would even need the nine additional guards. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think the Volturi against them alone would. Oh, yeah. yeah. And and she makes that point. She's like, you know, we would literally. She goes, if there was even a, a chance that the four of us, Jasper, Emma, Allison, Rosalie, could fight the Volturi and win, they would. And she would say, like, yeah, come come meet us in Italy yeah. to, to, like, try and save Edward or at least avenge his death. But she's like, they're just, there isn't. They are, they're stronger than any of us. What do the people of Volterra think of the Volturi? I don't think that they know that they exist. Because, like, right, for example, take the clones. They have to keep jumping around and keep a low-key profile. But I these don't, people have been in the same Italian city I don't for think 3,000 years. They, I don't think that they ever leave their... They don't. Their little it says so in building. Yeah. She says also in my section, they say it's like they've secretly held this city for 3,000 plus years and they don't they don't go anywhere. How do they eat people? Just I'll tell you. You'll find out. Oh, did that happen in this book? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. In this I'm, chapter, I mean? Yeah. I, yeah. Don't, I don't remember. That's okay. It's literally my first bullet point. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> So no one messes with the Volturi. They are they rarely leave their city unless duty calls. And Bella's like, what do, what, what do you mean by that? And it's the duty of doling out punishment for breaking their one rule of existence. Be inconspicuous. And Bella's flabbergasted, astonished that she wasn't informed of the rule of being a vampire as she was planning to become one. She's like, how could no one possibly tell me this? I was going to be a vampire. Fuck you guys. You Why didn't you tell me? You couldn't figure that out. No, literally so dumb. So, okay. So she was like thinking she was just going to become a vampire and just tell everybody. Okay. Like, (laughs) like she knew it was a secret. The best part is she's, she's like, what do you mean? What duty? And Alice is like, didn't Edward tell you what they do? And she's like, no. And she's like, okay, there are rules to our existence. And she's like, rules? Like, how could there be rules? Like what? Like nobody thought to tell me anything. I was like going to be a vampire. How could you guys like just not tell me and me just like be one and you weren't going to give me any of the info? Because you were never going to be one. And Alice is like, there is literally only one rule and it's obvious. (laughs) And Bella's like, I don't, I simply couldn't, I have no idea what you're talking about. And Bella's like, or Alice is like, you know, don't let anybody know that we exist. And she's like, oh my God. You know that secret you've been keeping this whole time? Yeah. that mm. That's, that's the one. She's like, oh my God. Yeah, it was, it really was so obvious. It says it verbatim. It was, it really was obvious. I was like, what? Bella's a fucking moron. But anyway, learning this, it's just another dig that Edward was never concerned with making her a vampire ever because he was like, you don't need to know this information because it's never going to apply to you ever. Yeah. Need to know basis and you don't need to know. Exactly. Also, I'm sure if she did turn, they probably would have made that clear. Yeah. If that did happen. Yeah. Right. I'm sure they 
like you know there's a whole you know orientation that they do with her i'm sure that would have been part of it (laughs) yeah they teach her the dougie they like show her her dorm they bring her to the dining hall basically like when she first becomes a vampire they like try to teach her yeah the the ways you know what i mean yeah they're like you know this is your student id card it gets you in and out of the building (laughs) and the rules of the dorm are don't Don't tell anyone anyone you're a vampire yeah (laughs) That's the only rule. <laughs> um, so this is how Edward plans to secure his death at their hand that their hands. He's gonna flout the existence of vampires in their very own city. A city that they have held and protected so fiercely and so secretively for the last three thousand plus years that they don't even allow hunting within its walls. Question. If Edward is so adamant about dying, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Why even ask them? Why not just skip to this plan? I think maybe because if he asks them and gets permission, then like he can be sure that the Cullens won't retaliate. He went about it exactly like by protocol. Maybe it would be less horrific, like the manner of death. Well, and also like I don't think he's setting out to like expose them. Yeah. He doesn't his goal here is not to like Well, he let could have done know. it a more low key way instead of, you know, hypothetically walking out into the sun, he could have quickly hunted a human in the shadows and they would have He would never he it. would never do that. I'm just saying if he really well, yeah, wanted at to one die, point, why why didn't he just skip the whole asking part and just go out and do it? Because then it would seem like I don't think he wanted any trouble. Yeah. I just don't think he wanted to like cause a problem. I think he just simply wanted to be granted this one thing. Yeah. 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 And he knows that the Volturi, especially Aro, are like extremely fond of Carlisle. And they're like, he's like maybe thinking like, okay, as a favor, like they're going to do this for me because I am part of Carlisle's family. Which actually I would argue would be the the opposite. Opposite. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I agree. Totally. But. Yeah, they would not kill. Carlisle's yeah, because they're so fond fond of Carlisle. Yeah, they're not. They would simply say, "We are not going to do that to Carlisle. We're like we, yeah, care about him. We don't really care about you. We only care about you because you're an extension of him. So no, yeah, yeah. But I mean, he's just as like distraught as Bella and just not thinking. Yeah, clearly. Yeah, I mean, I guess to your point of doing something not so extreme, like he could. I think Alice says it in my section, and I just like paraphrase. But he's like, yeah, like he could go out and lift a car or like do – she says something else yeah, like, you know. he could like do other things to expose himself in a more low-key way. Rather than exposing himself? Yeah. I, I expose, yeah. <laughs> That's not the right word. But like he could have done other things and just gotten right to the point. Yeah, if, definitely. If you really want – if he was really that – yeah, I, I just I do think he just like wasn't looking for any trouble. I think he doesn't want to cause any trouble for Carlisle or the rest of his family. He just wants a nice, simple, can you do me this solid and be on his way? Yeah. And they said, no, you're too special. <laughs> so to your other question, the Volturi don't leave to hunt. They have food brought in from the outside. So... I think it's okay. Two things. One, don't you think some part of them like yearns for the hunt? Like part of like who they are is like, yeah, like mm-hmm. like a predator. Just you so know what? I kind of just 
I kind of wonder if they maybe have um, like, you know, an underground thing. So that was my second point. I didn't have it in here, but I was going to say that when we were talking about it like two seconds ago. Mm -hmm. It's like, obviously, Italy has like a ton of old like aqueduct systems. Yeah. I'm sure. I mean, I'm not sure, but they probably I think if they really want to hunt something, I'm like they could have their own like little labyrinth situation like the, you know, Greek mythology, like Minotaur thing, like Mm -hmm. labyrinth of like maze underneath their gilded cage, I guess. And they could hunt or like in the movie, they just put them in that big room and lock the door and then you're just hunting them around the room. It's like kind of like James in the and in the ballet studio. He was still like feeding into the playing with his food and like hunting her across the room. Yeah, but that was still like a long distance hunt and like game oh well yeah but whereas like this i feel like if someone's just bringing them food and like letting it loose in there it's like putting a mouse in a snake tank yeah like the snake's not out like hunting it's just like okay i'm gonna get this mouse because it can only run four different directions until it runs into a wall (laughs) yeah unless unless we go with the like labyrinth thing which would be large and disorienting for a human and fun for a vampire yeah I just still feel like it's so, like, I don't know. I think just them being, like, I know their whole history is, like, being underground and, like, the one that got Carlisle was living in the sewers and, like, that's just, like, kind of what they do. But I just would think that they would want, like, big open space to run around and, like, play chase something down. Yeah. You would think that. They probably hunt when they, when duty calls, when they, like, leave to go kill somebody. Yeah. Wrangle a problem, I'm sure, then they hunt the way that they like. Yeah. So Bella has no problem saying Edward's name now. She claims this is probably because she wasn't planning on living much longer without seeing him or at all if they were too late. Okay. <laughs> like, I, what is this? Like, well, if if you die, like, I'm gonna, I'm not, I won't be long for this world. No, if you die, like, I won't be long for this Julia. world. It's just so tedious. Yeah. I know the story of Romeo and Juliet is so meaningless, but if you revisit that, mm-hmm. that that's where that comes from. Mm, okay. Got it. Yeah. Um, so she is comforted by the idea of having an easy out with the Volturi. And again, just not even thinking of Charlie and that, but sure. Mm-mm. Okay. Or her but, palm kiss, her meaningful palm kiss to Jacob. Meaningless. No, her, her, that was meaningful. She said, this is what I'm going to do to you just in case I never see you again. Anything that's not about Edward. Meaningless. Meaningless. You're right. So Mama Alice tells her to knock that shit off or she's going to turn this plane around. (laughs) Alice suspects that the Volturi have never had to deal with a situation quite like this. You don't get a lot of suicidal vampires. Kind of surprises me. (laughs) I don't know. I feel like I would get to a point where I'm like, I just don't want to. You're like, I'm over it. I'm over this. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, especially if you don't find like... A life for yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like the Collins. Mm-hmm. I feel like I would just. Not yeah. Because Alice even says like most of their kind while, travel alone like or in pairs. And it's like they never settle. So it's like. Yeah. It's like you're living. I don't know. Maybe it's just in their nature. But I feel like I wouldn't want to. Yeah. But they were forever. humans first. Wouldn't That's you true. think that they're. And Carlisle's first instinct when he turned was to try to kill himself. And he tried like 5,000 different types of ways. And he's like, I just don't get it. Yeah. <laughs> It's not happening. It's just not happening. (laughs) So uh, 
She tries to see what Edward is planning. She let so at first. Just to preface this, because mm-hmm. I had to change my notes. Obviously, I didn't read your section. Mm-hmm. I thought they were in the car. So I thought Alice was driving. I was driving. And she let her head fall back against the seat and closed her eyes. <laughs> and minutes passed. I was like, they're driving. <laughs> She's driving. And then I realized they were on a plane. On oh, a plane. That's actually funny. So uh, Bella would have thought she was sleeping. But she was don't do that. So Bella tries to find something else. Oh, tries to find something safe to think about, but struggles. She couldn't think about the horror they were heading into or the potential failure of it. She also wasn't stupid enough to think that if by some stroke of luck she managed to save him, that it would mean she could stay with him. She was no different than she had been before. No new reason for him to want her now. She would see him and lose him all over again. But she has Jacob to settle for. Meaningless. <laughs> Let's call this chapter, this episode, Meaningless. <laughs> It's all just meaningless. After what Bella says is an eternity, the plane began to descend toward New York. Alice remained in her trance until they touched down, which Bella says is like a pretty violent touchdown. I mean, and Alice is just like, and also, (laughs) sorry, like what feels like an eternity. Yeah, it's at least eight hours, probably because your first flight and then your second flight. They're not even on the second flight yet. I know. But I'm saying like their fir- her first flight had to be at least eight hours. Yeah, that's an eternity. And your your friend here is not talking to you? You didn't you bring think, a book? Nothing? You think Seattle to New York is eight hours? She was flying to New York? Yeah. Is that what it says? Yeah, yeah, this is their Seattle to New York flight. Oh. Still a couple hours. <laughs> well, Seattle to New York would be... I would say like five. Like it would be for us to go to California. Yeah. Maybe maybe like or I guess one, seven. The way that way is shorter. West from, to east. From west or- to east is faster, I think. Because yes. of the jet stream. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, it could. Actually, I, I don't know. When because I, when I came back my, from Arizona, the jet stream was not working. And that flight was like 100 years long. My, my flight to China was 14 hours. And the flight back was 16. So I feel like it could add up. Would be like a crazy yeah. East to west would yeah. be longer. Yeah. 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 Okay. So we're saying like. Five and a half hours. Non-stop. I don't know. It's five hours and 25 minutes from Seattle to New York. Seattle's at the very tip of the country, and you have to come across the whole thing and then come a little lower. It's not like going straight across. Like, you have to, like, come a little bit. Yeah. I was just thinking of, like, New York being, like, up from where we are, so I was still thinking it was, like, pretty yeah level. Anyway, it's been an eternity. They touched down. Nothing new has transpired with Edward. He is getting closer and deciding how he is going to ask the Volturi. They hop on their connecting flight, and Alice slips right back into her trance. Bella stares out the window into the darkness of night, controlling her thoughts. She still figures if things go wrong, she doesn't intend to survive it. She then considers, should things go right, what is she going to say to Charlie when she gets back? And what about Jacob? He said he would wait for her, but did that still stand? Or would she end up home alone in Forks with no one at all? Probably. No way. No. Jacob's there. Yeah. You really think? Yeah. I don't know. I feel like he's pissed. No. I, mean, I feel like he's like over it. I mean, he's sad and probably crying and it's like, I can't believe she left. But I mean, she he, could. He would say like, told you, like, he's not there for you. I've been here the whole time. Mm-hmm. That's true. Taylor Swift. <laughs> true. <laughs> Taylor Swift. <laughs> Full circle. All comes 
What? Full circle. <laughs> full circle. I told you. I was just there. It's fresh in my <laughs> mind. She figures maybe she doesn't want to survive no matter how things turn out. Naturally. I mean, she has had those those thoughts. This is an ongoing theme. Yeah. Bella falls asleep and... <laughs> I'm not even sure how I was trying to say this. Uh, maybe awakens? <laughs> maybe. Is woken up to <laughs> Alice a singer name? I think I was just going to say Bella falls asleep and wakes to Alice hissing her name, but I threw in and it is. So Bella falls asleep and is wakes to Alice hissing her name. (laughs) The Volturi are going to deny Edward they're interested in him. They think his talents could be useful and are going to offer him a place with them. And Bella's like, oh, like, great. What do you think he's going to say? And Alice is like, "Mm, probably something colorful. (laughs) (laughs) Alice thinks if the Volturi deny him, Edward will have to get creative, and the longer he spends on his plans, the more time they have to reach him. Bella wonders how Alice is seeing all of this so clearly. It's clear because it's immediate and close, and because she's concentrating. The faraway visions that come on their own are just glimpses, little maybes. She can see vampires more easily than humans, and Edward is even easier because she is so attuned to him. Bella tells her she wishes she had been right about seeing her become one of them. And Alice thinks this whole thing has gotten ridiculous and she's debating whether she's just going to change her herself. She said, I'm sick of fucking hearing this. (laughs) Like, I'm just going to do it myself. Bella stares at her, frozen with shock. Alice thinks that she may have scared Bella, but Bella is manic with excitement now. (laughs) Quote... (laughs) (laughs) Just a reminder that we're on a plane. (laughs) <laughs> oh my god <laughs> oh Alice do it now I could help you so much and I wouldn't slow you down bite me <laughs> <laughs> I can literally hear Kristen Stewart like delivering this line in my head and it's so funny <sighs> and bite me do it now <laughs> that is so funny and Alice tells her to shut the fuck up and be realistic. He's like, we are in a metal tube shooting through the air. Yeah, and that, that nosy dude's like looking over there again. No, 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 different flight. Oh, no, it's a flight attendant on this one. Oh. The flight attendant had like come over and whispered. It was like, quiet they were, they were like whispering, but mm-hmm. they were whispering loudly, like much louder than anybody on the plane. So the a flight attendant came over and was like, would you guys like pillows? Mm. Like, no. <laughs> Yeah. I wish flight attendants would do that on the, any fucking plane I was being disturbed during. <laughs> so, and then Alice is like, okay, like the flight attendant is fucking looking again, so shut up and let's be real. She says they don't have time for that. They have to get into Volterra tomorrow and she'd be writhing in pain for days. Did Bella forget how agonizing she don't it care. was the first time around? She don't care. Yeah, she doesn't care. No, she doesn't care. She thinks she can just fully manage that on a plane yep. full of people. Yep. She does. She not thinking. Bella wants Alice to do it now out of fear that Alice will change her mind. But Alice tells her it's unlikely she will change her mind, even though Edward would be furious with her. But by that point, there isn't anything he could really do about it. You know what they say. Ask for forgiveness, not for permission. Yeah. Yep. True. Alice also thinks, I don't know if they say that with vampires, though. Uh, (laughs) They say it now. (laughs) 
Alice also thinks Bella puts too much faith in her. She's not even sure she could do it. She'd probably just end up killing her. But Bella is fine with these odds, as we know. And Alice thinks Bella is bizarre, even for a human. I mean, I feel like humans aren't that bizarre. Like, I don't... You were also once a human. <laughs> like, what well, is so bizarre about that? You know, it was well, bizarre probably... about her human existence that her family dumped her in an insane asylum <laughs> and said, see ya. I mean, okay, yeah. No but... one said, uh, funeral, she died. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That too. <laughs> Bella thinks if Alice makes good on her promise, quick reminder here that Alice didn't actually promise anything. That yeah. word never came out of her mouth. Yep. She literally just said, like, I might just do it myself. Yeah. Who knows, though? Yep. Uh, then quote, then Edward could run after his distractions all he wanted and I could follow. I would let, I wouldn't let him be distracted. Maybe when I was beautiful and strong, he wouldn't want distractions. What <laughs> distractions? Creepy stalker, obsessive. Yeah. Crazy. She's just going to stalk him around. That's okay. I'm just going to follow you. I'm not going to let you get distracted and you're not going to want to be distracted anyway because I'm going to be so beautiful and strong. Yeah. And Edward's just like running away. And, and she's I'm going like, to be your perfect girl. <laughs> I'm just like you. Ew. She's... I can keep up now. This is... Yeah, you can't outrun me now. Yeah. You you think you can outrun me? Think the fuck again. <laughs> like this is the craziest I think she's been. Ever. Yeah. Ever. It Hallucinations included. Feel... This is unhinged. Uh, yeah, because it's just like stalker. Like... Like, it, it gives if nobody can have, If I can't have him, nobody, nobody can have can. him. <laughs> if I can't have you, nobody can. Yeah, like, it, it's weird. Ew. It's so weird. Alice tells Bella to go back to sleep. This she's is like, a horror movie. She's like, you're being fucking weird. Of, go back to sleep. I'm kind of surprised Bella hasn't commented on the fact that she finds it endearing that Edward wants to die because she's dead. Like, <laughs> I feel like that's something Bella oh, would totally. She doesn't believe. She doesn't believe that that like she thinks that's a crazy reaction because she's like, well, he doesn't even want me anymore, so I don't know why he's like acting like this. But it's okay. I'm just gonna follow him around. Yeah, like, oh, like it just makes. <laughs> she's sense. like, it's okay. I will make him love me again. Okay. Okay. So Alice tells Bella to go back to sleep, and Alice goes back to watching Edward's decisions. The Volturi denied Edward, and Alice says his decisions were chaotic, changing plans quickly. One of his plans, he considered going hunting in the city, but he changed his mind at the last minute, and Bella figures he wouldn't want to disappoint Carlisle in the end, mm. which I, makes sense. Yeah, I agree. You sound like you don't agree. No, I just have the same notes as you, so, at least in the beginning. Did you do her Did I go too far? I don't know. I don't know. Huh. Unless she just has the same thought twice. Which is possible. No, I don't think so, because the, ne- the whole next thing is the same. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, maybe not. Maybe she does have the same thought twice, actually. Okay, let's see. Yours starts on 438. I think I might have creeped into, like, the line at the top of 438. Yeah. Because I, it was, like, mid-concept. Like mid so I was yeah, like, I don't really so know what to do. Quickly. Yeah, you, you went into her notes. Like a whole page or just the one an, line? An entire page. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you, did the in, you did the entire. Ben's big song. He's going to see me just walk in the sun. Okay. Yeah, you did her. What would you like to take over? Page. Sure, sure. I'll just, I'll just go for it. My notes are really short this time, so. Great. 
I probably caught a lot out because it was all dialogue that nobody cares about. So Alice whispered that he decided to go hunting in the city and he got very close to doing so, but decided not to. He would not want to disappoint Carlisle. Who cares? Like, you're going to be dead anyway, but whatever. Like, I just don't. I just Who think he cares? His... You're going to be dead. So why do you give a shit? Well, I think he doesn't want his like lasting memory to like be, be devastating to Carlisle. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I get it. But also like he wants to die, but he whatever. doesn't want to hurt his friends and family in the process. Yeah. Well, the, like he's putting them all at risk. I mean, does he not realistically think that they might try to, you know, save him? Maybe? No, he thinks if he's just doing his own thing, the Volturi won't care. And he doesn't think the others even know this is happening. Yeah, even though he should because Rosalie is literally the one that called him. <laughs> and Alice sees visions of the future. Yeah. I just don't... I just don't... Yeah, but... He's trying to be, like, all, like, self-righteous, but he's being just selfish. Well, yeah, he's definitely... Well, yeah. we know that. He's very well, selfish. Yeah. But, he like, this whole, this whole thing is selfish because he's risking everyone else's everyone. life. Yeah. Yeah. The only thing I can think of, like... Why doesn't he think of like Alice seeing his vision or like his thoughts? Is if Rosalie told him that Bella killed herself and followed up with like Alice went to check on Charlie or like Alice went back to Forks or like whatever, then mm-hmm. he may be thinking she's Alice preoccupied. is preoccupied. Like she's not going to be looking at my thoughts. Yeah, maybe. Or he's really just not thinking about anybody or anything. And he's just like, I just need to figure out how to kill myself. That's I it. mean, that's probably also it. Yeah. His latest plan is that he will just simply walk out into the sun and expose himself. Bella had flashbacks to when Edward walked out into the sun in the meadow. No human who saw that would ever forget. Alex, Alice explained that they may have enough time to get to him. Edward wants the biggest crowd possible, which will be in the main plaza under the clock tower. And the walls are high there, so he will have to wait until the sun is directly overhead, which will be at noon. So we don't know what time it currently is. I think but it's evening. We have until noon. <laughs> um, so the plane began to descend and they landed. And a yellow Porsche just seemed to be waiting for them at the airport. And everyone waiting on the sidewalk simply stared at them as they stole the Porsche. So they just... I just... I. I feel like the details of this were skirted over because they just literally hopped in and drove away. (laughs) Do you know what? Like, (laughs) if you do something with confidence, no one's going to assume you're doing something wrong. I know they got off that plane, walked out of the airport, and literally Alice saw that car and said, get in. The czars, get in. (laughs) Just didn't even, actually didn't even say the words. Let's go, but like, she's probably like, all right, let's go, but that's us. Yeah, and the I, little I don't know. I the just, poor schmuck driving that car was probably like what? smoking a cigarette or like grabbing the somebody who was getting off the plane. Mm-hmm. Imagine whoever that person is is picking someone up, and then they get back to their car and they're like, "I know you just got off of a eight plus hour flight. My car was just stolen, so I can't give you a ride." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So they hop in and Alice was already weaving fast through airport traffic. It seemed that there were a lot of people walking around today and that's because um, it was St. Marcus Day. So the city holds this celebration every year. And as the legend goes, a Christian missionary, a Father Marcus, Marcus who is of the Volturi, Mm -hmm. in Mm -hmm. fact, 
drove all of the vampires from Volterra 1,500 years ago. The story claims he was martyred in Romania, still trying to drive away the vampires. However, he never left the city clearly. This story is where certain vampire legends come from, like using crosses and garlic to deter vampires. Essentially, it is a celebration of Marcus, as well as the police, since it is such a safe city. So, damn, he's not even the head honcho, but he's the one who's got a parade. He's got a whole day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but Aro's probably like, you have your day, Marcus. You do it. You got it. It's fine. Do we know what Marcus's gift is? We know Aro's is that, like, hand thing. And all of, like, he can see, like, your past, present, and future. I don't think he can see the future. That's why he wants Alice. Oh. He can only see what you've like experienced and experienced and like even if it's like a thought. Marcus possesses the gift of relationship identification, allowing him to see the emotional ties between individuals. That is the most random fucking gift. (laughs) Imagine just looking at two people and be like, brother and sister. Husband and wife. He's, he senses the, the strength. <laughs> he senses the strength and nature of relationships. And Caius is giftless. I thought the whole point was that they were gifted and bonded over their wonderful Not gift. Caius. Caius doesn't have a known power, but Marcus and Aro do. Aro and Megan just out here weaseling their I think in. Caius probably like has, I mean, he's obviously got something valuable, but... Um, it says that Aro can read every thought a person has ever had once he has made physical contact. Yes. Mm. Okay. <gasps> oh, my God. Did we know that Aro killed Marcus's wife? No. Well, he did, and sounds Marcus like never a, finds sounds out. Sounds like a down. A down. <laughs> sounds like a down century. <laughs> sounds like a down. <laughs> down time. And Marcus never finds out. Damn. Mm. So Bella asked Alice what she needed to do, and all she had to do was let Edward see Bella before he moves into the light, and he has to see Bella before he sees Alice. So she's got one job, basically, and just to prove that she's alive. Seems pretty simple. Seems simple, yeah. (laughs) Alice was basically going to drop Bella off to avoid crossing paths with Ed. So she was going to, you know, drive up drop her off and then alice tells bella she's gonna have to run so now is not the time to be clumsy and get a concussion because she's just not gonna have a lot of time Mm -hmm. and then finally alice has announced that they arrived to the drop-off destination and we don't know what happens yet wow bella's about to have the run of her life (laughs) do you think she can do it i think that she is gonna do her very best she might run into a fountain bruise her shins like, you know, push through red cloaked people. I do wonder if, like, I know he, like, can hear everybody's thoughts and stuff, like, in the school, and he kind of, like, filters them through. But do you think, like, in a big crowd, like, a celebration, like, that kind of gives Alice a little bit of cover? I think he could zone in if he wanted yeah. to. Remember when if he were, thought like, to. Remember when but I mean, like, yeah. I, just, like, just, like, casually, like, listening to the world right now like well like because like when they went on their date in that restaurant edward pointed out what everyone was thinking thinking in the room yeah everyone was you know well yeah but that was like you know like 20 people people in a room this is like hundreds of people crowded into like a city square yeah i think he would have but he's he's attuned to alice so he would be able to pick her voice her mental voice out of a crowd um by the way 
the reason Caius is in the Volturi is because he has boundless hate. And Arrow was like, that's who I want with me in this coven. Okay. Boundless hate? Yep. His gift is boundless hate. What does that even mean? It just means that he is sadistic and sick and scary. Uh, <laughs> Basically. Cool. cool, cool, cool. Yeah. What's Megan do? Megan doesn't actually exist because it's Caius and Athena Dora. It's Arrow and Sulpicia, and it was Marcus and Demimedria or whatever her fucking Demidia. Demidome. Demidome. Doug Demidome. From the Demidome. What is this? Hi, I'm Demidome. Owner of the Dimsdale Demidome. Owner of the Dimsdale Demidome. You guys put like a Debbie in there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hi. This is my wife, Debbie Dimmadome. <laughs> Dem- Debbie Dimmadale. Oh, my God. Why did he kill Dimmadome? Dim- Why did he kill Didime? <laughs> Didime? That didn't happen. <laughs> her, name is, her name is Didime. And oh, that's Arrow's sister. That's fucked up. So he killed his sister, who is also Marcus's wife. Yes. It seems that's it. Hold on. Sounds messy. You know who would fit in perfectly yep. with this group? Who? Rosalie. Yeah, she would. <laughs> she really would. She's made for the Volturi. Didime was Marcus's wife and former member of the Volturi until she died at the hands of her brother, Aro. Her death greatly impacted Marcus, who became apathetic afterwards. Didime had the gift to make people happy, also known as happiness induction. Okay. Mm-hmm. We can just call that like empathy, but sure. Um, Interesting. It's a, it's a nice one. It's very similar to Jasper. But I feel like he has more range. The pair were incredibly happy together. And to such an end, they no longer cared much about Arrow's plans to gain control of the vampire world. After centuries with the Volturi, the pair made plans to leave, and Aro pretended to give his blessing, but then murdered Didime so that Marcus would stay. Marcus's gift isn't even that, like, useful. Apparently his talent was more useful to Arrow's cause. Because I guess Arrow can then turn. Okay, so like look at like Jane and her brother, whatever his name is. If Arrow is like, okay, they're siblings and maybe the one doesn't want to come. But if we get Jane, then the sibling will follow. Or their like mated pair is like, we'll get both if we get one. I know, but I feel like you can kind of come to those conclusions without. I mean, you can, but. Like, I just don't see his gift as like an end all be all. Like, you can definitely get your shit done without knowing that those two are fucking. Or yeah, those two are siblings. I know. Like, it, you don't need Marcus to, like, explain Bella's reaction to Edward in this, like, scenario. Yeah. You know, like, if, if you're going to use that against anybody, like, it's usually pretty obvious. Okay, well, here's here's a quote from Stephanie Mayer about his gift. Are you ready? She's like, I just was running out of ideas. <laughs> it's, Marcus's gift is actually quite valuable in the hands of someone who knows how to use it. 
For example, imagine Marcus on the battlefield. He sees the binding ties between the enemy the guard faces. He can tell who the leader is just by watching the way the others are tied to him or her. He can see how to destroy the resistance simply by picking off a few key people. All right. Goodbye. Bye. (laughs) What I was going to say is that that's all very interesting um, information about Marcus. And that's why it's important. And now we can see how that plays out next episode. Yeah. I guess we'll find out what happens if Bella saves Edward or not. I don't think she does. Uh, yeah. She ends up all alone. Settling for Jacob. Mm-hmm. That's mm. so sad for him. All right. Bye. 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 Bella. Where the hell have you been, Lovka? It also kind of sounds like a Christmas song. A little bit. Like sleigh bell. Like. What song is that? <laughs> Your our cheeks are nice and rosy and comfy, cozy are we. <laughs> no. Doesn't it say that in the song though? No, that's like no. No. I don't know, I'm Jewish. <laughs> cozy are we. Snuggled up together like the birds of a feather should be. <laughs> Song and sing a chorus or two. What fucking song is that? <laughs> Cheeks are nice and rosy. Sleigh ride. Is that what you said? Or you said sleigh bells. <laughs>